This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD FM and 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. It's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On Today. We are going to talk about karmic relationships. Our guest today is Tracy Dunblazer. She says your karmic relationships help you heal spiritual trauma and open your heart to restore your soul. So if your lot in life has you down, claim your history, Tracy says, own your power and change your life. What the heck is karma anyway? She's going to explain. And we're going to dive into how relationships and this concept of karma can affect you. Tracy says, karmic relationships, you'll spot them by the repetitive patterns that pop up in your life and the restoration of every soul and the systems that govern them get an overhaul. Karma, she says, is not punishment and reward. It's the reassurance that we will experience all we are and all we have created for others through reincarnation and spiritual patterning. I got a lot of learning to do, Tracy. Coming to us from Los Angeles this morning. Where do we begin with karmic relationships? Well, um, gosh, you know, it's been my experience that uh, karmic relationships feel to us that that we've been picked. We've been picked for something. We uh, we enter into a relationship because we have a job to do, or something special about the union, or something really intense about the connection. And they can be platonic or sexual, whatever whatever that is. But the karma is the profound familiarity that two people have when they come together. Okay, uh, I uh, I don't think I have any of these, unless you count awful relationships. Yes. Actually, yes, those those are most karmic relationships are not always pleasant, and they oftentimes bring us something that we didn't expect. Let's first uh, talk about karma, the the, uh, reaction to an action taken. So karma is basically your overall spiritual patterns that are uh, ingrained in your soul when you enter life. And those patterns attract you to certain things because you are learning and desiring certain things. And then you are also reliving other spiritual patterns uh, so that you can come to a different conclusion or a different result within those patterns and to change those patterns. So we have many, many relationships that help us along the way with that standard. And that's what a karmic relationship is, is, is we, we connect with somebody, we see them, they see us. For example, one time I, I, was, I, I had just come to L.A. and I was driving and my truck, both head gaskets, blew up. Wow. <laughs> and I had, luckily, I happened to be rolling off the freeway. And there were, there were a group of guys, they saw what was happening, and they rolled me in to the parking lot where a bunch of kids were. And somehow, I, I don't, it was such, a, such an interesting thing for me to be telling you this story, but basically I was accosted by these people who didn't want me to be there, and they were yelling and screaming. And next thing I know, I had like 20 people around me yelling and screaming at me. Um, and it wasn't violent, but it felt like it could be. And this woman walked out, she walked out of the laundromat next door, and she said, hey, stop it to the people that were starting the ruckus and they looked at her and they left. So that, that woman is a karmic relationship. I don't know her. I've never seen her again, 
but she stepped in when I needed her in a way she held the authority that I didn't have at the time. Wow. All right. So maybe in a past life, some version of her uh, didn't speak up for someone or didn't intervene. And now she had a time to she had an opportunity to fix it. Uh, It's not necessarily just about fixing something. It's about fully embracing who you are as a person, whatever, whatever those instincts, whatever those things are to just be yourself. Because car- karma, oftentimes we think about punishment and reward. And karma is not punishment or reward. It is, it is merely uh, an action taken creates a, a reverberation or a reaction. That's how the universe works. And when we continue to do something over and over again, those patterns then are instilled over time and space, right? So we can bring them into another lifetime if we if we need them. You've got some great ideas, and I love to share ideas that we can put to work right away to make our lives a little better. What is this um, radical acceptance you talk about? Radical acceptance is living your life, being willing to address what you resist the most. You know, accepting the way your current situation is. The only way that we can make forward movement in any situation is is if we will accept what is happening. A lot of people feel like if, if they accept that they're in a bad relationship, like somehow it's just going to get better overnight and nobody's really doing anything to make it better. But if we accept that it's really bad and we're really not getting along or it's really not working, we are in a position of power. And we need to recognize that in every situation, there is a position of power for us if we will accept it. And that's what is the reality of what's happening so that you can then make important choices about how to move forward. And stop using your energy to push against the thing. Exactly. I'm I'm guessing all sorts of intelligence can come to you once you use your energy to stop pushing against and just look at it. So give us an example of things we could radically accept. The state of our physicality, the state of the state of our politics, (laughs) the state of our spirituality, the state of our sexuality, you know, just who we are, where we are at, at. the the state of our family members. Like one of the, we've seen so much divisiveness in the last, you know, several years, and we find that we have family members that we don't agree with. And there, there comes a time where you have to accept that there are people on the planet who don't see things as you do. And that's okay. And, and there are people who are, it is their karma to push up against that and to have those conversations and to require a sense of uh, reconciliation on some level. But then there are other people whose karma it is to stay focused forward and not putting their focus on the conflict at hand, but putting their focus on what they're empowered to do and doing that thing. That's what people are having a very difficult time with right now is choosing the focus that they want that's going to make things move more productively for them or more fluid. Choosing the focus that we want. Yes, yes. Right now we are we are bombarded <laughs> by by TV and internet and social media and opinions of other people. We are we are bombarded with that kind of information all the time and it's really easy to get sucked into somebody else's storyline. And when you do that, it takes you away from who you are and what you're doing for your life. Right? right? It's it's it, there there's a, there's always a time to, you know, embrace the understanding of other people, but there's also a time to really bring back your focus to yourself where your 
you're at, what you want, what you need, and to focus on making that happen. And right now, there's an enormous amount of distraction, and people would rather engage in something that is unproductive, like having a conversation about something with someone who has zero interest in connecting on that matter. Yeah. You know, there, there's, no, there's no give and take. So if you're in that situation and there is no give and take, you have to put your, your, your energy is better served. It better serves you by focusing on something that you can move forward. And sometimes we have to reduce it back to just us. Yeah. What can I do for me today that makes me better, that will make my world better? So I think you could possibly be alluding to like all of the back and forth on social media. It's so silly as if somebody posting a meme is going to change anybody else's opinion, right? Right. Absolutely. Can you give us a few practices? Are there any tips or tricks or pathways to radical acceptance? How do we get there? Well, I, I always like to go straight to it, which is what is what is the big right now? What is the what are your top three things you fear? Ooh. What do you fear is going to happen in your life? And usually, when we when we can recognize what we what what we fear is going to happen in our life, that leads us to a place that we're stagnant in our life. You know, I fear I will never have the job the the, the job that I truly want. Okay, well, then what are you doing, right? And, and, and where are you now, and how can that lead you? One of the things that I've learned, especially regarding work, is that every job I've ever had, and I've had, <laughs> I've had many, but every job I've ever had has prepared me to be the person that I am today in, in the way that I am today with the work that I do gotcha. in working with other people. There is a grand design, regardless of what you think or believe in your spirituality. You, yourself, have a spiritual and karmic blueprint that's going to lead you on the road that you need to go if you will ad admit to yourself where you are today. Yeah, admit. There's a lot of people out there who we've gained our COVID-15, you know, and, yeah. and we don't like it. Regardless of what people think about your body awareness, if you're in a condition that you don't like, then you're the only one that can change it in other people's opinion don't matter, right? And so admitting that to yourself and then saying, okay, what's, what's one small thing I can do today? The other important thing, and I'll throw this out there, is you, you've got to make a commitment and you've got to set your goal, goals small because when you set a small goal and you accomplish it, that brings you confidence. Mm -hmm. That brings you inspiration. And then you can set another small goal and pretty soon you've accomplished 10 small goals and you've really overcome several hurdles where if we set a big goal, I want to lose 50 pounds, <laughs> right? Like we can sit and watch TV all day and think about it. Right, I gotcha. All right, so admit where you are, take a small step, that'll give you confidence to go even further. And is this, yeah. is this the tool you use? You say you have, you can help us improve our relationships with food and money and family and culture. Is this that step to just admit and take stock and, and accept? Yes, absolutely. There's an important component that I, that I haven't me mentioned it, and I'm, I'm writing a book on it now, which will be out next year, the, uh, in 2023, but it's on transformative grief. Part of the reason why we don't move and we get feeling stuck in a situation is because we are afraid to feel the sappy, sweet emotions that we feel, the tears, the sadness, right? We're afraid to feel those things because then we feel like they weaken us. But that weakened feeling actually is an openness to a new resolution to whatever you're, you're facing. And so allowing yourself, transformative grief, when you allow yourself to feel the flow of your emotion, allowing it to happen, allowing it to move through you, allowing yourself to cry, to be sad, to 
get angry, all of those things are on the, on the spectrum of grief. And when we allow ourselves to feel that grief, believe it or not, it, it strengthens you and it moves through you more quickly than you could think. And what happens is that it actually opens your mind, body, spirit to resolutions that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Grief is like a cleanser. It clarifies your viewpoint or your vision so that you can see new things that weren't available to you prior. We're talking to Tracy Dunblazer, her book, Conquer Your Karmic Relationships, filled with uh, great advice. Tracy, so let me see if I got this part. Is it possible that we don't admit where we are? You know, we push against things and and not take stock and really admit where we are Mm -hmm. because we're afraid to feel what comes with admitting. Yes. Yes. We we think we think that just changing our minds is going to get us where we need to go. And we and we won't change our minds unless our hearts are changed. And that, that's, you cannot, you cannot just change your mind and not have changed your heart. And for a lot of people, they have severed, and that's, you can't really sever the connection between your heart and your mind, but that's the way it appears, is that there isn't a connection between their rationale and their heartful openness. So we do have to be open to move forward. We do. Karma. Can we spot karma by repetitive uh, relationships or repetitive pattern? I call it the lowest common denominator in any situation. So, you know, you're, let's say you're a person and you're dating and all the people that you date have, they could be all wildly different people, but you're attracted to them for one thing. And being able to recognize, say, just, you know, pick what are the top three things that you attract in a mate? And, and I guarantee you there's going to be a through line, a lowest common denominator. People will bring out in us the lowest place where we connect. They'll bring that out first. So unless you have... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's terrible. It doesn't have have to be. Here's the thing. Again, that, that goes to admitting where you're at, admitting what you like. I mean, there are a lot of people who are the world hasn't caught up with who they are yet and there's a, there's a whole slew of people who don't who can't accept it and that's not that's not bad for them that is bad for the people who can't accept it all right tell me who those people are i'm not sure if i follow this let's take sexual orientation right for example somebody on the spectrum somebody who's gender fluid or they're gay or straight whatever they are Whoever they are, if they are surrounded by a group of people who don't agree with that, they think that it's something that can be changed. They have rigid ideas or beliefs about a person's state of being, like who they are. That only diminishes the power of the people who are judging. It doesn't diminish the power of the person who accepts who they are and accepts that they are surrounded by people who who don't understand. And you can accept that, then you can look for your tribe. And stop trying to focus on the people who are giving you criticism or their lack of understanding. What, what happens then is that it's not your job to change them. It's, it's their creator. Th- their beliefs will always lead them down a path. And, you, and they're connected to you because who you are at some point will be an inspiration to them. But there will be a time when that conflict is so much so that you have to decide, okay, is this the time where I do a turnabout and focus on what I need to, to build myself so that I remain mentally, emotionally, and spiritually strong? And that I let those people work that out for themselves. So for anybody listening who's feeling, you know, that they haven't found their people, admitting right where you are is going to give you the power 
to find your people. Absolutely. It's going to leave you open to the inspiration that says, hey, go here today. Do this thing today. You know, watch this show today. Talk to this person today. Right? It's going to, there's going to be new opportunity that is going to leave you open to what can really bring you what you need. Tracy Dunblazer, I can't believe the time has gone by so fast, so I have to let you go. But before you go, uh, what is it you most want our listeners to know today about karmic relationships? That there is always a position of power for you to be in. There's always a way forward. Always. All right. Who's that barking? <laughs> that is uh, Mika and Paloma, my little red rescue huskies. Oh, wonderful. Are you, are you going to take him for a walk or feed him? Yes. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's walk time. All right. And they are excited as all get out. Perfect timing. Tracy Dunblazer taking the dogs out for a walk. So we have a grand design. So we shouldn't get sucked into other people's storylines. We should choose the focus of what we want. And what do you fear? I am still not sure which of my relationships are karmic. They all feel a little karmic to me. Tracy Dunblazer, her book, Conquer Your Karmic Relationships. She's got a lot of books, actually. Master Your Inner World, Heal Heal Your Soul History. You can find out more about Tracy Dunblazer, her website, beaslayer.com, beaslayer.com. So on the subject of karma, I found a great article in Psychology Today by Tony Bernard. And she says karma has become a controversial subject because she writes regularly about chronic pain and she hears from people who think their poor health is karmic retribution for some past bad actions. And she says, with respect for other people's views, I don't believe this is consistent with the meaning of karma as the Buddha taught it. Karma is about intentions. She writes, to understand what the Buddha meant, think of your actions as having two components, one bare behavior and the other the intention behind behind the behavior. She says, consider the action of wielding a knife. That's bare behavior, wielding a knife. But the intention behind that action could be to perform life-saving surgery, or it could be to stab someone in anger and steal from them. The Buddha identified six intentions that are the motivating force behind our actions, goodwill or kindness, compassion, generosity, ill will or anger, cruelty or greed. So the last three mirror the first three, but an opposite intent. Goodwill, compassion, generosity, ill will, cruelty, greed. The Buddha said, whatever a person frequently ponders upon, that becomes the inclination of his mind. She goes on to say, each time our intention is one of ill will, our inclination to respond with ill will is strengthened. And each time our intention is to be kind, our inclination to respond with kindness is strengthened. Let's strengthen our kindness as we head into the coming days. So this is it, the last weekend before Christmas, and I hope things are going well for you. I have to keep looking at the calendar because something gets all wonky inside of me this time of year. Like I, I get like excited or oddly distracted or something, and I can't remember what day it is or what I've done or accomplished or what I haven't accomplished. It's unsettling. I find the season unsettling. And I'm sure that was not its original intention. Uh, But as we head into the holiday season, remember, ramp up your self-care. If you find yourself unsettled like me or distracted or wonky. I went to bed at six o'clock the other night. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Six o'clock. 
I've been up since four. That's plenty of time to be awake. And that was refreshing. My monthly massage is very refreshing. I just made an appointment for my husband to get a massage, too, because he looked like he could use a little refreshing. So do take care of you. I know you've heard it a thousand times before. Put yourself on top of the list. But there's a reason why we have to repeat it. It's because many people feel they can't. And really, you know, you can give yourself a half hour of goodness every day. You can find a half hour of goodness every day for yourself. Go in your room, close the door, say, I need a half hour. (laughs) Sit with your favorite books, do a meditation, listen to a podcast. Sign up for a healing circle. Come January, Beryl Hay of Mariondale will be back doing her second Monday, 1030 a.m. healing circles. I am so grateful to have been able to fill in for a couple months. And I'm equally as grateful to hand it back to Beryl and say, you go, girl. And Beryl's people are happy to have her back, too. So if you would like a healing circle, the second Monday of every month at 1030, you can join one for free. Visit Mariondale.org. Speaking of Mariondale.org, that's where you sign up for our February retreat. The last weekend in February, we are having a retreat for women at Mariondale. We've got the labyrinth. We've got the Hudson River to gaze out over. We've got sunsets and sparklers and wonderful speakers and Reiki and massage. It's all going to be there for you. It's called Gather Love, Give Love. We're going to fill up your little heart basket with love. That's the end of February. But much, much sooner than that, in just a couple of weeks, New Year's weekend, we're going to have our online retreat. I think it's the second annual. You do you New Year's Eve. We'll give you a list of rituals you could play around with to mark the season, to make it special. And we'll get together on January 1st and January 2nd for a series of Zooms. We've got Tara Greenway joining us. She's going to do some tapping. We've got Christina Lapitan joining us. She's going to teach us some chanting. As always, a wonderful series of speakers to help us ring in the new year. And you can sign up for that at Casey.co. By the way, Casey.co is going away in name only. I'm working with a woman who tells me I need a .com. Casey.com is available for sale, but it's like $2,500 or something like that. I don't know why. Someone owns it. They're not using it. They're holding it hostage. Probably not on my account. They were probably thinking Casey Musgraves might want it. So I'm taking recommendations as to what my website should be. I'm told it must have my name in it, but Casey Shine On sounds a little self-centered. Casey Shine, my sister says, sounds too much like moonshine. Shine Casey sounded too much like a car wash. I don't want to bring my last name into the mix because I just, I haven't ever. So that would just confuse people. Morabito Grion, like what is everybody going to do with that? But in the coming days, when you go to Casey.co, It's still going to look exactly like that, but there'll be another name that will direct you there as well. Shine on Casey sounds like run, forest, run or something. It shouldn't be this perplexing. What else did I want to tell you? Oh, and don't forget, coming up on February 12th, before we do our women's retreat at Mariondale, a couple of weeks before that, February 12th, we're having a dance. It's called Let It Shine, Valentine. And it's just for people. We're just going to dance. We're going to have sing-alongs. We're going to have sweet noshes, and that will be happening at Mount Carmel Hall in Verplank, my hometown. 
it is time for our thought for the day. And while I'm still unsure about karmic relationships and what the heck they are, we have a thought about karma. And this thought comes from Keanu Reeves, who said, when you truly understand karma, then you realize you are responsible for everything in your life. (laughs) Oddly, that doesn't make me feel better. Thanks, Keanu. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On. Shine On.